Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Wave Ministries. Visit thewavecolumbus.com for more information. Welcome to The Wave Podcast. I am Danny Ortiz. And I am Ryan McCarsky. Ryan, how are you doing, my brother? I'm great, Danny. How are you doing? Doing excellent, man. You are back in school. You are back in the dark early in the morning when we rise up and seek thee. Uh, how, how's those early mornings going for you, brother? Man, they're, uh, they're not too bad. I mean, stuff's good. I actually like, I like getting, getting up early, man. It's the, uh, it's the quietest time of the day with having a couple little kids at home. Cause once I, once I'm full on in school, it's handling teenagers and then you go home and got a couple little ones hanging out and it gets quiet when they're in, when they go to bed, but there's a small window. So getting up a little earlier, at least one day a week is, is not a bad thing. Well, do you have any weekly updates? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to have a segment that says weekly school updates <laughs> and any weekly school updates. <laughs> weekly school updates. I, no, nothing, nothing crazy right now. I mean, kids, you know, I have a great group of kids and they're, uh, they're doing well. I think we're, we call this the honeymoon phase. Uh, the personalities come out a little bit more every week, but I mean, I got, I got great kids, man. I do. I love it. Hey, listen, um, for those who, who continue to uh, chime in, we want to thank God for you. You're the listener that you come in, whether you're listening to this in 2022 or you're listening to this in 2035. Thank you. I know we do long series and I know Boston, this is number six in boasting. Uh, and and uh, we've been having a great time with it, Ryan. Um, we've been having a great time, but we're going to land a plane today because next week we have a topic. That I can't, listen, I can talk about it right now. So <laughs> we're going to talk about pride and being proudful uh, next week. Um, and we, and again, thank you for tuning in as we go in. Um, but before we get into boasting and before we read second Timothy, cause I realized in our last podcast, I, I just didn't, read, we were so excited. We just jumped in. So we are going to read uh, second Timothy chapter three today, uh, one and two, but before there, I just wanted to encourage Ryan. I was, I was talking to uh, some folks last night and just stir me up the way Jesus taught and it stirred me up the way Jesus uh, put some parables out there. And I came home just to read parables. And it was weird. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm a junkie when it comes to these things. And I want to say this, uh, and I want to know your thought on this, and then we're going to jump into Luke 18. Um, Jesus did not teach told truth. Mm-hmm. He taught discovered truth. He didn't tell someone to believe a certain thing. He had them discover certain things of the kingdom. And he always did it through questioning and through parables. And I love that because there was not a projection for him, but he wanted to folks to come on a journey with him to explore Abba as a father and explore the kingdom. Uh, what you say to that, Ryan? Well, I think we know that Jesus knows humanity better than anyone. And I think he understands that people don't like to be told something. Um, None of us do from any age, from when we're little to when we're older. We don't like to be told to believe something. I think Jesus understood that. And that's why he taught that way so that people would go and seek and go and explore and end up finding. Because 
if you look for him, you'll find him. It says that in the scripture. So I, I think when he, when he talked in parables, he wanted to intrigue people. I think he wanted people to question. I think he wanted people to have desire to want to know for themselves, not because he told them something that they had to believe something. Um, and he, again, I think he's, he literally taught what was set up from the beginning, which is free will. You have the free will to think that or to do that or to explore that. Um, and the hope is that, and his hope is that you, you seek him and, and find him. So I think that's really one of the things that stood out why he probably taught that way. And to that point, we give so much room for the Holy Spirit, right? To, yep. right. That's why he was always saying, uh, you know, to some, the kingdom is hitting or to, to some of you, hey, hey, this parable is hitting to his disciples. Like, I'm going to teach you a little bit, but some of it's still hidden because, and everyone knows this. If you read the scriptures, you can read John three sixteen a thousand times. I'm serious. A thousand times. And the, the, the what I love about the Holy Spirit, that he'll lead a discovery in that same verse, a thousand different discoveries about God, the Father, God, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. There is a discovery that happens, and I love the teaching of the Holy Spirit because he's always teaching, and, and that's why we can't box it in, right? We can't box these things in and say, well, it only means this. Well, it can mean that, but that was kind of like double entendre, contrap entendres, right? There's these different avenues that the Holy Spirit is adding to it. That's why we need the teaching of the Holy Spirit because we can read one scripture, but that one scripture this, depending on the perspective that you're looking at it, could mean certain things at that certain moment. Absolutely, Danny. And I mean, like you said, you could go back to a section of scripture and it could teach you almost something completely different. It just depends. I think it'll speak to you depending on what season you're in or what you might be going through at that time where the Lord, I remember when I was, I was new um, in the faith years ago, it's almost been a decade now. And I remember one interesting thing was, even though I, I was newly saved, for some reason, the Lord would like highlight different parts of scripture to me, even if I didn't read that scripture yet. It, it was, it was again, it was um, a, a certain time in my life where it was like these things I needed to hear at certain times. So I think there's certain parts of certain scriptures that you could read over and over, but in the season, it will hit the heart in a certain way. A thousand percent, man. I want to hit this parable before I hit the parable. Well, let's just read Luke chapter 18, verse one. I might read one through eight. We'll see if the Holy Spirit allows us to, because we got to go jump to second Timothy. But the parable starts this way. It says, then he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. They always ought to pray and not lose heart. They always ought to pray. I love Jesus because he understands that even in our prayer, our hearts have the ability to get weary. And so I don't know, Ryan, if you have unanswered things, but I, I can tell you for us, I'll tell you for me, this yep. hit me yesterday as I was reading all the parables. Yes, literally, I came home to read parables. And this stuck out for me because it's where I'm at right now. So the wave, you know, this we, yep. we, we, we're searching for a building. We do not have a building. I've been praying for a building. We've been, and, and, and almost sometimes like I've been at the point with the way. So 
if you're out there to my prayer warriors that listen to this, pray with us that God somehow, some way supplies the finances or a miracle where someone gives us a building or gives us land. I would love for the Lord to do it all. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. But sometimes we we have our own timing and, and we're like trying to hurry God up, right? And and part of losing heart is like, all right, God, you're not, you're not in my timing. And God's like, I know, because I have my own timing. And the frustration that you have in the flesh with it. And I'm just being honest. You know, sometimes I even get to the point, I think the other day, uh, Ryan, uh, was it Monday morning? We were supposed to do this and end up not doing it then. But I, as I was praying to the Lord that morning, I was like, Lord, if this thing is not of you, just take it out. Like if this dream and um, the desire to bring people together this way and, and have this holistic center, if it's not, just take it out, right? And I'm, I'm, I'm finding myself arguing with God and he's not saying nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love those moments. <laughs> like, like I'm arguing from my point of view, but there's no one to argue to. This is like blank. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm just laying out this frustration. But I love what Jesus is saying here. Like when you when you pray, don't lose heart what you're praying because knowing that your heart has the ability to lose. And listen to what happens. I'm going to read it real quick, just through two to eight. And it says, there was a certain city, a judge who did not fear God, no regard men. Now that's so important. So the, the, the judge himself did not fear God. He didn't know God. He didn't, he, he, he didn't even care about people, right? So this is a judge that's unjust. He's already telling you, this is a person that you can't deal with. He just don't care about God and nobody, right? Verse three, now there was a widow in the city and she came to him saying, get justice for me, for my adversaries, verse four. And he would not for a while, but afterwards he said within himself, Though I do not fear God, nor regard men, I love that statement that he says, like, I don't even fear God. Man, that's, first of all, that's a scary statement right there. Like, you can tell you the wickedness of this judge's heart. Like, the, the, the judge is like, I don't fear God, right? He says, oh, I don't even care about people. Like, that's just like, like, that's anti-Jesus. Like, if you don't see an anti-Christ spirit, remember, yep. Jesus said, what is the two commandments? Love the Lord thy God. And mm-hmm. love your neighbor. He's yep. literally saying both of the commandments I'm breaking right now. I don't care about God and I don't care about people. So I'll tell you how evil he was. Verse five. Yet because the widow troubles me, I will adventure lest by her continual coming she wearies me. Then the Lord Yeshua said, this was Yeshua says about this parable. Hear what the unjust judge said. So he wants you to hear what he said about her and shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him though he hears I love this statement I don't know if you ever saw the statement Brian for what it is though he hears long with them Mm. though he hears long with them like he's listening to you he understands what you're saying and he's with you he's been listening to you from the beginning right he's Hearing along with you, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? Now, I don't want those folks to think that Jesus is not advocating and saying you have no faith, so you're not getting a certain thing. I mm. think we misinterpret faith or even what faith here. 
What he's saying is faith in the ability of God, faith in who Jesus is. He's not saying to conjure up more faith so that you can manipulate God. Because I've heard the scripture taught this way. Oh, you're going to need more faith so that you can manipulate God to do your bidding. It's not talking about manipulating God at all. You project that to it. What he's asking is, do I have folks on the earth that have faith to believe that I can? And that I can when I want to, because I'm listening to you, but I'm still doing it my way. Yep. Yeah, it's um, this is one of my favorite parables, actually. I remember I, I haven't read it in a while, but I, you know, I, I love it. Just the contrast of a judge that is frankly doesn't care about anyone or anything. And just the the I feel like the passionate continuous pursuit of the of the widow almost like changed his heart um and it's uh it's just a powerful thing or didn't change his heart but he just got so tired of dealing with it that he's like here just just take it um and it's just it's interesting how how jesus brings us to like listen to what he said even though he's not a follower of me even though he doesn't believe in me like doesn't believe in god like listen to what he said um, because there, there's power in, in those words um, to to have to have this be, this belief that if you continue to cry out, and again, I, I think I think the one thing that that I've learned over time, and, and I know you've learned it is, are we crying out for like God's will or our will? Come on, right? man. Come and on, man. That's one thing that I I never would have read it this way until you and I have talked about this. A long time but it's am i crying out over and over for what i want or am i crying out over and over for your will be done and i'm going to i'm going to be fine with that that's a tough that that's not what most people have a take on this they're like if i just keep praying for for that it's going to happen because it says in his word. because people say it says in his word um he he will do it speedily and then it, it rocks people's faith and it rocks their theology when that's not maybe happening, when in reality it might not be in the Lord's will for that to go to take place either now or really ever. But people don't I, I love that you said that because he he almost contradicts himself, right? Jesus is like, so the question to ask Jesus as a teacher is. So does he hear as long as with me or does he does it expediently? Which one is it? <laughs> Because yeah. you're saying both, right? And I and I love that he's like, you're, you're missing the point. The point is that you're in relationship with heaven, that you're in relationship with the father. And sometimes he hears long for expediently. <laughs> the long is for the quickness. And, and to our brain is like, didn't it make sense? What are you talking about? Are we waiting or are we not? He said, yeah, we've speedily waiting. <laughs> and he's like <laughs> we're getting fast to hold on right and yep. but what to your point what jesus is really pointing out is relationship yep. even with something remember because because the, the the judge is being troubled by her but she's gaining a relationship with the judge because she keeps on coming back yep. right and, yep. and the pursuit is i'm going to keep on coming back because I know that you have the ability to. I know that you can, right? 
Now, whether you do it now, whether you do it later, it really doesn't matter is what Jesus is saying. Yep. What the belief is, do you believe that he can? And could he do it to your way, his way, right? And so many times, I don't know who we, who's listening to this, who needs encouragement, where sometimes we're asking the Lord for so many things and we're not praying the prayer, your will be done. You know what I mean? And we're not falling in love with the process. We want to see the answer that we want to see. Mm-hmm. And, and Jesus is going, no, journey with me. Like continue to come, right? Because it's in the coming that I'm getting to know you. Remember, he didn't know this woman, but it was in her coming over and over that she's getting to, he's getting to know her heart. He's getting yep. to know her heart for justice. What she wants is justice. And as a judge, he should want the same thing. But because he don't care, he's like, oh, I'm good. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. But she's persuading him in the sense of I'm getting you to know my heart and what I think about this. And I want to get to know your heart. And isn't that process of getting to know? And I believe this is what Jesus is saying. There is a process of getting to know, but know that God can, but God, you do it whenever you want to. Like us, we know that. God can, right now, today, I can get a call and someone can say, hey, listen, I have a building available for you I want to give to you. That can happen today. Someone can call me and say, I have a million dollars to give you. An inheritance came in and here, I got $500,000 to give you. Can God allow that to happen? Absolutely. Does he have the power to touch someone's heart on their behalf? Yes. I don't, it's not, not believing in the ability of God. But can we journey with God for whatever he desires in his time and his way, the way he wants to do it, right? And and, and then we, this is the, another thing I would just shut up before we go to 2 Timothy, is that we manipulate the way we want him to respond. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? God, you, you got to do it through this guy. You got to do it through this company. You got to do it this way. God's like, man, I got millions of ways that I can work. Yep, yep. So just, good, just go on a journey with. So I'm saying this, go on a journey with Abba and whatever you design and whatever you wanting him, whatever you're pleading for, whatever you're praying for, it may be healing. It may be deliverance. It may be for actual thing that you've been praying for and desiring. Um, I still don't have a car. You know what I mean? But I'm like, God, in your timing, your will be done. Like all these things got to be in your will. But the key is, can you journey with him? Can you have a, ongoing relationship with him so we got 15 minutes to land a plane of second timothy 3 1 and yep. 2 and i'm going to read this but so second timothy 3 1 and 2 so this is the last of the boasting of boasters but it says but know this that in the last days perilous times will come for men will be lovers of themselves lovers of money boasters proud blasphemers disobedient to parents unthankful unholy Listen, I can't even really wait to get to like disobedience of parents and unthankful. Oh, like, like I like I can't wait to get there. Like yep. next week we start in pride. And this thing on pride, it is, I'm <laughs> telling you, it is just like, and and and, and I want our audience to understand this. It's not looking at it from a place of uh man, prideful people. It's looking, Lord, help the pride of me. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like this is me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. So we were talking about boasting last week, uh, Ryan, and we introduced the last week that the old nature uh, dynamics is being a boaster, right? Uh, yep. It's wanting it to be about you. It's having the wrong heart, right? 
And the six ways that we talked about is, is wanting to have control, seeking glory, man's approval, the flesh, envy, right? And arrogance, right? Then we talked about what's the new nature. So what's the opposite of that? What is the new nature? What is the spirit drawing? If you walk in it, if you walk in as a boaster, the spirit of God inside of you, where he's moving you into, he's moving you to a pure heart, right? He's moving you to a heart that is after him. So the question today that we're going to answer in line of this plane is what does it look like to have a pure heart? That's the question we're going to answer. What does it look like in us as believers, as we walk in our new nature, as we walk in the spirit and know fulfill the lust of the flesh, as we know that the spirit is an enmity with the flesh? What is the spirit calling out of us when it comes to a pure heart? What does that look like? And the first, so two things that we want to talk about. One is it looks like walking in love. First Timothy 1 5. Ryan, if you got it, I want you to read 1 Timothy 1 5. Sure. So 1 Timothy 1 5 says, Now the purpose of the commandment is love from a pure heart, from a good conscience, and from sincere faith. Oh, my word. The purpose, remember, we talked about this, I forgot how many podcasts ago, about Jesus' commandment. Jesus' commandment, every time you hear the commandment, is always going to yep. lead to love. It's always going to lead to love. And I love that he just doesn't say love here. Well, yeah, and I, I like that he doesn't say the commandments. I think people, when they don't read slowly or carefully, it's the commandment, the law of, like the law of Christ. We talked about a few podcasts back, like to love to love people come yeah. on and yeah. it, it, it brings it to a singular like listen all of these commands on this love but loving from where loving from a pure heart loving from a pure heart i'm not made to love my heart or and, and, and listen i'm telling you we do this all the time what loving for a pure heart looks like it has no judgment in it mm -hmm. uh, it has no like we have to live I don't know when the Lord is going to allow us to teach on judgment, but we have to teach on it because even sometimes with our love for humans, it's not from a pure heart. It's not from a pure place. It's not from a reconciling. We are on a group chat together and we had a discussion yesterday that I, we could have probably spent 10 hours talking about it because we're talking about the whole reconciliation and being yeah. reconciled. Think about this. When, when you truly love the way Jesus loved, it's always reconciling. It's always thinking the best out of that person. It's always, yeah. and we do this with our spouses. I, I'm like, like you and I are married. You know, you yeah. go through things. I know you go through things where I, I don't know. You and Amber yeah. don't have a perfect marriage. Me and Deb don't have a perfect marriage, right? And so yeah. when we when when our spouse is coming at us or we are we coming yeah. at them, the question is, are we doing it with a pure heart? Meaning, do we know the basis of what who who are we talking to and sometimes we forget that that person's for us and we put them as an enemy in our minds mm -hmm. and they're not our enemies and so the pure heart is not there where i'm not looking at it from a pure place yep no absolutely you're and and again you you spoke on something very powerfully which is even if we do good things for people sometimes it's not coming from a pure place because we're looking for what are we going to get out of that? How is that going to benefit us? Well, I'm going to do such and such for whoever at work or at home even. 
because I'm secretly looking to get something out of it. And that's not from a pure heart. A pure heart is I'm doing this because I truly just want, I love this person or, or I want to show how the Lord loves this person. And I'm just going to take it from a pure place as pure as possible, which is what Jesus always did for everyone. A hundred percent. And in Ephesians 4, 2, I was going to read Romans, but I'm going to read Ephesians 4, 2, it says, with all lonely suggested, long-suffering, bearing one another, right, in love, uh, right? Long-suffering, bearing, again, because I'm believing the best. It's what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13. I believe the best. I see the best, right? That's the pureness of heart, right, that he's talking about. So so how do, how, what does a pure heart look like? Where, where is everything is motivated out of true love for the human, right? True love for God, true love for, and, and even true love for God. Because I think sometimes we come to God and we don't have a pure heart and pure motives. And we're trying to manipulate God to do things like we were talking about, right? This woman was not trying to manipulate God, right? The parable of Luke 18 is not manipulating God. It's can we journey with him and have a relationship? The second point I want to put out is, Calling on the Lord, right? Knowing that he's the only one that can sustain us. So what, what is a pure heart? Walking in love and calling on. The, so when you walk in love and you find yourself in, in these things, uh, man, these, these troubled times, you know what I mean? Where you can automatically project your boasting and project that I do this and I believe this. Can I be pure enough at heart to say, God, I'm going to call on you because I need you because I don't want to go this direction. I have a choice to make here. We were talking about this before we got on the podcast, right? That the ability that God always gives us to choose. When we have the choice in front of us to be arrogant, to be private, to be all of this, can we choose on him and can we call on him to change something in us so that when so, so that what's coming out of us is him? And that'll, that'll crush the whole philosophy that when you get to a certain age, you can act and say whatever you want. Cause I've heard that. <laughs> um, well, I'm, I'm 45, so I can say and do whatever I want. I'm like, <laughs> uh, even in my twenties, I was like, I don't know if that just sits right. That just, <laughs> I've heard that, that from more than like five people. Like I have, well, I've, I've reached a time when I can say what I want. I can speak my mind. I was like, whoa. I was like, all right, well. <laughs> you, you better call on the Lord. <laughs> Amen. You, you better call, you better and, call on. <laughs> and it's, it's powerful what, what we were saying about pure heart. We cannot live a pure heart without the Holy Spirit. Dude, if, I've gonna... tried to, if I've tried to do it on my own, I I screw up every time, like every time with, we'll say Amber, my, my wife, there's, there's always, I'll do something. And I'll be like, well, that wasn't from Amber. I'll test this. If she listens to this podcast, that wasn't from a pure place. Like, and she knows that she, she'll call me out on it, which I appreciate that she'll not hold back and actually call me out on it. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? That wasn't, but like, I need like, like, but without the Holy spirit, like, I don't even know how I did life without the Holy Spirit. Like, being younger and just doing what I wanted, whoa. Like, there's no way I was pure thinking about anything. There's no way. Like, because he's the only one that that will bring me into, like, seeing it through the way Christ sees it. 
I mean, Dude, yeah. I just love that you said that because Ryan, that's where we land in the planet. Call on the. I'm just going to do it for to do it sake. Second Timothy 22, 22, second Timothy 2, 22. Just write it down. The, 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 the latter part of that scripture says, um, but those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart, those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. It's all my plea from useful lust, but pursue righteousness, faith and righteousness is not right standing with God in the sense that we are. Again, we, I th- we got to do a whole teaching on righteousness because righteousness is not right standing with God. Righteousness is that I'm not uh, I, I'm not pursuing righteousness so that I can be righteous. I'm already righteous through the blood of Christ. That's how I could pursue him, through what mm. Jesus already did for me. I'm righteous because all what Jesus done, I'm not trying to get to righteousness. I'm already righteous. I just need to walk out righteousness. That's another right. table, right? But yep. it's, and this is the thing. Call on the Lord with a pure heart, right? But like you said, how do I walk in love? How do I call on the Lord? You have to do it through the Holy Spirit. You have to do it through the Holy Spirit. That's how you walk in truth. That's how you have the Holy Spirit working through with truth of those things. And so that we have so many scriptures on the Holy Spirit. Mm. I, I'm just going to start backwards. Galatians 5.25. If we live in the Spirit, let us walk in the Spirit. <laughs> if we live in the Spirit... Let us walk in the spirit. If we live in the spirit, let us walk in. Having the communion with the Holy Spirit is going to allow you to not boast. It's going to allow, the Holy Spirit won't allow you to do that. And he'll reverse that boasting into having a pure heart. He reverse that and saying, is this coming from a pure place? Is this coming? Why are you acting this way? Why are you trying to seek someone's approval? Why are you trying to um, seek the glory? Why are you trying to control the conversation? Like even in talking to another human, the Holy Spirit, I don't know if this ever happened to you, Ryan, but I promise you, because I talk so much, the Holy Spirit literally is like, Danny, shut up. Like literally, (laughs) the Holy Spirit has told me, be quiet. (laughs) And I'm like, okay. I'm talking too much. Yes, you're talking too much, right? You, you're over-explaining, right? Why? Because you're trying to get somebody on your side. And he sees those intentions of the heart. And he's like, this is a journey. And he'll stop you on the track. If you have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying, he will stop you. That's why Jesus was like, he that has a hear, either let him hear what the Holy Spirit is saying. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is talking to us. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. We have, we have to. I mean, because at a period, it's, I mean, he's not going to stop talking, but the voice will seem to get more and more muted as we ignore more and more. And we can't, we can't live, like, we can't live by ignoring the spirit. I, I wrote down after that verse, this is the Christian life, total dependency on the spirit in words and in actions. Come on, man. We just, we need, we need every day to be dependent like I, I know like codependency is framed as a bad thing in in life like i, I like come on man codependency is a bad thing unless you're codependent with the spirit then that is the christian life right there a thousand listen we'll, we'll land with this scripture john 14 17 the spirit of truth John 14, 17. 
the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I got to say that again. Hallelujah. He dwells with you and will yep. be in you. He dwells with you and will be in you. How are you not codependent with someone that is in you and with you? Yep. Like he's in you and with you. I want us to get this. The Holy Spirit is in us and with us. He's in us and with us. Now, whether we yield to him or not, that's unto us. Whether mm -hmm. we try to listen to him or not, because I don't know if this ever happened, but, you know, Ryan and Danny are not, you know, we're not these, these like Holy Spirit walking <laughs> like on the clouds. You know, there's been many times and still many times that we know the Holy Spirit is speaking, but we're like, yeah, I'm glad you're speaking, but I'm still going to do this my way. And I love that he's so gentle and lets us. And then he never tells us, I told you so. Yep. <laughs> we're owed, we're owed it too. I know many a times I was owed, yep, I should have probably listened. And I didn't. That's being, it's unfortunately being human. That's how we, we are. Yeah. Anyone and, that tells anyone that tells you like, they never have ignored the Holy Spirit. There's no, there's no way. I don't believe them. You're a liar and the truth is not in you. I'll just say it. I'll say what the scripture says. You're a liar and the truth is not in you. He who says he, he's without a sin. I, I, I didn't write this. First John 1 8. If you said you're without a sin, you're a liar and the truth is not in you. If you say you're without sin, you're a liar and the truth is not What We all have missed it. We all have not yielded. We all have not yielded to what is already inside. Like, and, and, and I just want, I feel like the Holy Spirit is really wanting me to emphasize he is in you. He mm -hmm. is in you. The Godhead dwells in you. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in my mortal body. If we believe that way and walk that way and walk like, and again, uh, what is the mystery? Christ in you, the hope of glory. Yes, he's in this nasty, decrepit flesh. He's in this nasty, decrepit, fallen flesh. He is dwelling in the flesh. And the only reason that he's dwelling in the flesh that's nasty is because Jesus took upon the actions of the flesh on that cross. And his blood was sufficient for the frailty of your flesh. So don't get it twisted. He is in you. He yep. knows you mess up. He knows you ignore him. He knows you walk your own way. But Jesus' blood is sufficient to keep him there. Jesus' blood is, oh, I just feel the Holy Ghost. Jesus' blood is sufficient to keep the Holy Spirit in you. I'm going to say yep. that again. Jesus' blood and the resurrection of the cross and the resurrection of the tomb, that power that raised Jesus from the grave, that was enough to keep the Holy Spirit inside of you. Mm. So good. So, so believe even... it this day. Absolutely. Believe yeah. it this day that the Holy Spirit is in you and he wants to journey with you. And the way that you have a pure heart, you can't even force your pure heart. You can't even force that upon. You can't even. Yeah. It's not about naming and claiming. It's not about putting it in your mirror and saying, I have a pure heart today. I have a pure heart today. Have you? No, it's 
journeying with the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, when I get out of pocket, I'm going to be obedient to you. When I get prideful, I'm going to be obedient. When I start seeking glory from people, I'm going to be obedient. When I try to control people, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be obedient to you. Keep me in line with heavenly things. Keep me in line with the Father. Keep me in line with Jesus. I, and I'll say this, what Jesus said, that the Holy Spirit will remind you everything that he says. He will convict the world of sin. You don't even have to convict yourself. He will convict you if yep. you journey with him. Yeah. Brian, no, you got last uh, word. If you're journeying with the Spirit and you and you step you step out of alignment, I guess I could say, you'll get checked quick. Like you'll you'll know it. Like and and not not in a harsh way, but a a quickening of the Spirit, which which in my opinion, that's proof that the Spirit is in you. I mean, you don't like He will quicken because we all step out of line, and He'll quickly bring you back. And I think just those little journeys, like you said, it's a process. None of us, if I want to say this, if you're around someone that they feel like they hear the spirit so well, I, I would question that a bit. Like there's, we all miss it. And if anyone's claims that they never missed it, like there's no way if they're saying, I don't I, I this will be step on toes, but just, I, I'm just going to say, just be be weary be leery a little bit just everyone's on a journey and we we all miss it but as long as we're we're trying to incline and hear him as best as possible we'll give it'll keep getting easier i'm not gonna say we're never gonna miss it but it will keep getting easier to hear him man this this was so good this is i can't listen i can't wait for next week oh um it's gonna be so good I, listen this someone that's operated in pride for most of his <laughs> life so i like it's gonna be it's gonna be very uh very humbly therapeutic <laughs> hey as a preview anyone that wants look up andrew murray andrew murray his book andrew murray on humanity i read it i read it when i was in seminary i read it years ago it's 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 on my bookshelf actually it's in a box somewhere because my i don't even have an office anyway so it's in a box somewhere it's part of my books of the classics andrew yep. murray on humility will change your life so yep. yeah i would say that for for precursor if you want study if you want some study time go get the book by Andrew Murray on humility and it'll change your life. Listen, we love you guys. Shalom, Maranatha. We are still believing in his rule and reign and we love you guys. Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Wave Ministries. Visit thewavecolumbus.com for more information.